again it's me shelby <laughs> and it's me mr podcaster <laughs> you are mr podcaster actually if anyone in my life is mr podcaster it's absolutely you <laughs> and this is formulaic oh right i was supposed to say that yeah formulaic the show where we take a formulaic tv show break down that formula and then mad lib style write an episode of our own all here in like an hour to an hour and a half let's go you want what you should have said when i said i'm mr podcaster or you should have said and it's mr podcaster sir <laughs> Very good. I've discovered from this episode we're we're okay. <laughs> Slow down, chill. <laughs> oh, whoa, dude! I haven't even. <laughs> I wish I was a mouth bank of Hanna Barbera sounds. I would have went, you know, screech into a halt. You basically are. I mean, you're like a mind bank of Hanna Barbera. Yeah, kinda. Cartoons. You'll find out some of these more obscure ones I don't know about. I mean, I'm I look forward to your deep dive into that. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, nothing more to say there. That's fine. I <laughs> I'll dive in deep. Okay. I'll be that of uh, Jabberjaw diving in deep. Jabberjaw I did watch when I was a kid. Good. So we're talking about the show Yogi's Gang, uh, which I was not familiar with, but it's one of those shows where it's like, let's just take all of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, mm -hmm. put them together in a gang and have them like travel around together solving inequality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, like in a way, they are exponentially increasing inequality but not directly because people who just these truly monsters of the week, monsters mm -hmm. of industry, if you will, see mm -hmm. Yogi and Yogi's gang and say, wow, I want them to be worse people because they're doing so good. Yeah, I think it maybe doesn't even have anything to do with Yogi and his gang. I think that they just these the villains in these episodes it's just their personality trait mm -hmm. like they're gonna do that no matter what like i watched an episode about a gossipy witch that you think she like left jellystone and was different no she treated every single person she came across the same way yeah and there was one mr waste who he has ocd it's not a issue of like his morality no he's <laughs> did you watch that one no i didn't watch that one so he just goes oh you can only eat one bite of that cake and then we have to get a new one. Oh, oh that you've used that umbrella far too long yogi i must get you a new one it's not that he wants to waste things he has an ocd that needs medication for right he this villain truly isn't a villain at all but a mentally ill individual who mm -hmm. needs our help but, <laughs> but before we get a little too carried away let's learn about yogi bear real okay. quick please do because i didn't know anything going in and i found out that i love snagglepuss what a Hell great yeah. character <laughs> okay so 1958 
Hannah and Barbera, this is a few years after MGM Studios shut down its animation wing, which they were the heads of making buco dollars. I think it was $5,000 a week they were making, which is insane amount of money in 1948. Wow. For a quick stint, they were seeing like, oh, television animation is kind of on the rise. Let's dip our toes in and let's do a commercial for, I believe it was I Dream of Genie or Bewitched. I'm not 100% sure which one. Or maybe I Love Lucy. All of those three shows are kind of a swirling of <laughs> themselves in my brain. So the head of MGM Studios kind of like snarkily said like, oh, yeah, like things are kind of like getting bad. But like, hey, if you ever do like TV animation, you know, we'd have to do it something like that commercial because they did not tell MGM Studios that they did that on the side because the studio was like. TV is the death of a true artistry that is the theater movie style and unknowingly kind of seeing like, oh, if we rerun Tom and Jerry shorts, we'll see almost the same return of money as a new one. So let's just cancel all of the new animation stuff. <laughs> let's end this. They were like, we've made all the Tom and Jerry that needs to be mm -hmm. made. All it's all just going to be repeated from now on. Yeah. And then someone went in and opened that box at some point, like Hellraiser style puzzle box started making more Tom and Jerry again. Yeah. Which was Hannah and Barbara once they got the rights <laughs> back. So unknowingly, did they help their competition, which was TV, because Hannah and Barbara was like, we can't not keep doing this. We have a team. We have the resources. Let's just start our own studio for TV because TV needs animation. And they created this empire because, hey, where can we find animators who know exactly our shorthands and our way of thinking on animation? Oh, the ones that MGM just fired who were working under us. So they go on to the first thing they created was the Rough and Ready show. But then quickly following after that was the Huckleberry Hound show, which had a few segments, one of which was Yogi Bear. A few years later, Yogi Bear gets his own TV show, which I believe, uh, yeah, started syndication in Western Michigan, Grand Rapids to be specific, <laughs> because Wood TV was part owned by Kellogg's and Kellogg's was sponsoring the Yogi Bear show. So was Kellogg's the one that made the cornflakes to stop you masturbating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Not to stop, to to kind of subdue you to be like, do I need to do this? <laughs> nah, I can keep right. eating corn. <laughs> to dull the urge to uh -huh. jerk it. So that went on for two years in syndication, 33 episodes. Then from 67 to 68, we get 96 episodes of Yogi Bear and Friends. Then in 73, we have 15 episodes of Yogi's Gang. Wow. So you said 73? Yep. Wow. That's so much information. And I paid attention the whole time, James. Wowzers. You should be proud of me. <laughs> well, you also had Yogi Space Race, the Galaxy Goof Ups, Yogi's Treasure Hunt, the new Yogi Bear Show, then my personal favorites in 1991, the year I was born, the year maybe Shelby was born. 90. Dang it. I'm older than you. <laughs> Yo, Yogi. So good. And then 
to present day from 2021, HBO Max's beautiful, amazing Yogi Bear and Hanna-Barbera extended universe show minus, you know, Scooby-Doo and the Flintstones because those are currently owned and being operated elsewhere. Jellystone. So Yogi Bear has always been this kind of champion of, hey, all other Hanna-Barbera properties, come follow me and I'll be the Gerard way of this crazy parade. (laughs) The black parade. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. I love that for Yogi. Who would have thought that this thieving little goofy bear would be the leader? You know, it's kind of surprising. And I haven't even talked about the films. We don't have time to get into that. Besides, <laughs> we don't. Yogi's first Christmas from 1980 is so amazing. Please, everyone watch that. I think it's on HBO Max still, but oh, mwah, chef's kiss. And if you can find a copy of the Dare Bear VHS, <laughs> please give that to me. We really should have set up some kind of fail-safes and structure because I know this must be difficult for you to be talking about Yogi Bear in an episode where you can't you have a time limit. You can't say everything you want about Yogi Bear. Well, hey, we're under 10 minutes. We Let's just get into a specific show, Yogi's Gang. Okay, great. So this is the first time I've heard of or watched Yogi's Gang, but it does feel very familiar in that 70s cartoon mm-hmm. style. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was pretty funny. Very straightforward concept. There's some bad guys Yo, and they're making people worse, and Yogi's gang comes in, figures out what's going on, and and the bad guy leaves. <laughs> the original woke SJW at Yogi Bear. <laughs> you say that, but most of the villains are like prankster and, you know, being greedy. It's not... It, then there's a few episodes that are about smog and waste and litter. Wait, did you not watch the first episode? I did. I watched the first episode that was on Boomerang. Of Dr. Bigot? Yeah, Mr. Bigot. You're right. Mr. Bigot was... Yeah. <laughs> was a big one. <laughs> was the, uh, but th- the this, main one. This is, you know, like, woke was what PC was, what tree huggers and beatniks and hippies. Like, that's just another word for people to slander progressives. But it's like, nah, man, progressive is what we should be doing. Don't conserve. Progress. Unless it's, you know, conserving resources. We probably should do that. Yeah, I have a lot to say on this topic because conserving and progressing aren't opposites. Yeah. But that's not, we're not here for that. James, I want to know what you think about Yogi's gang. Okay, so I first stumbled upon this of just trying to figure out what Yogi Bear series do I want to watch after Yogi or Yo Yogi. And I read the like first episode description which is Dr. Bigot. Yogi and the gang land on the property of Yogi's old friend Mr. Cheerful when McGilla runs out of bananas. They're also in this <laughs> flying arc that They're th- in a flying arc, yeah. <laughs> which is I don't understand why. I I wish the uh, Hannah or Barbara autobiographies that I've read went into depth of Yo Yogi, but that's besides the point. I have an idea for why they're in an arc. 
First of all, they need to fly. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they're all animals. Could and be. What do you think? How do you think of animals traveling in an ark? Oh yeah, and Yogi and Boo Boo are smashing genitals. Yeah, that's what, they're all mating pairs. Oggy doggy and doggy daddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, no! That's father and son. <laughs> are Yogi and Boo Boo not father and son? No, they're best friends. If you go to their Wikipedia page, it says relationship best friends. Oh, that's sweet. Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know any of, of these people. It's I don't doggy, know these animals. And doggy daddy. There's, uh, what do you think? It's like ooh, doggy daddy, like zaddy or something. Okay, well, Huckleberry Hound was calling Yogi Papa Yogi. I don't know. Because <laughs> he's their Gerard Way. Everyone in wow, the band would call really him Papa backing Way. Backing down, backing no. down from your no incest stance, real quick with oh, that one. Yeah, well, still no, but they're specific. <laughs> you can say call someone Zaddy or Daddy. Well, love making if it's consensual, but real Daddy and sons or sons, if you will, shouldn't be doing that. I apologize. My radiator is going off right now. <laughs> I can't hear it, but also I thought you were about to apologize for me, (laughs) for your co- I apologize for my co-host's behavior, implying that Oggy Doggy and Doggy Daddy would have a sexual relationship. (laughs) And real quick, in Jellystone, they make Oggy Doggy a girl, and it is one of the greatest choices anyone has ever made. It just works so much better it's nice seeing a father-daughter relationship that is just supportive of each other. Yeah. Chef kiss for that. But a villain named Dr. Bigot plans to experiment on them with his bigot ray and turn Mr. Cheerful and Yogi into bigots, discriminating against everyone else. I read that and said, what the hell is this show? <laughs> and immediately started watching it. I got a few episodes in i kind of cherry picked what i wanted to do but i was like hey this is formulaic baby it is it very much is and i have a pretty distinct formula that i kind of grouped if you would like to hear it yeah okay so first we've got i just called this the journey you've got all your buds in the ark they're going somewhere they're going to maybe they're going to visit a friend like mr cheerful maybe they're going to the everglades to visit wally Gators family here mm-hmm. and friends. You know, they're going somewhere. There's one where they went to Jellystone for like a little reunion. Mm-hmm. So there's like, they're going somewhere. Then they're introduced to the problem, or we are. So we're introduced to a villain that is just some trait, the personification of some trait. Of some trait that is morally wrong. Right, right. Greediness. So you got the greedy genie. Pranking. Yeah, pranking, you got Mr. Hothead, all that. That character proceeds to corrupt some or all of the members of Mm -hmm. Yogi's gang. That corruption goes on for a while with just this bad guy introducing them to, like, different things. Like, in the Smog episode, he's just like, here, check out Smog over here. Here, check out Smog over here. It's in your food. It's a plant, you know. Here, check out Smog Water Edition. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there was a pool of smog, liquid smog. And then uh, toward the end, like after all that corruption is happening, someone starts to notice, usually Boo Boo. Yes. Boo Boo's like the only smart character. And someone's like, this is bad and we don't want this to be happening. And they then they go ahead and fix it and then they talk about what lesson they learned. <laughs> 
R2, that is exactly what I had written down. Because that's the exact formula, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. There's only maybe one that kind of, or a couple that diverge from that specifically, whereas the evil person is influencing like children, like the Mr. Vandal episode. Holy crap. Uh... Was that episode baffling? But yeah, that's the exact thing. I did say... I had a story because you said two things while watching this to me, <laughs> which was Boo Boo is a fucking nerd and Snagglepuss is doing hot girl shit. I'd like you to explain the Snagglepuss thing. Dude, Snagglepuss is just out there living his fucking life. He's bright pink. He went in. There's the episode with the greedy genie where he just was like, yeah, genie, I'll take I want all of this stuff. He just convinces the greedy genie that he's even greedier than him. And then once he has all this stuff, the stuff, Snagglepuss is like, man, now I don't want, get rid of all of it. He, Cause he's not actually greedy. He just like is mm-hmm. a performer, you know, he's always saying exit stage, right. You know, or exit stage, anything he'll exit stage podcast exit stage wet even yeah exactly he's doing hot girl shit (laughs) so then i said i have an extremely funny boo-boo story to tell on the podcast so last week was one of the busiest weeks i have ever had so much so that on monday i worked around 15 hours Woof. So from 3.30 a.m. when I woke up, because and I was on four hours of sleep, I should say that. I woke Oof. up and could not get back to sleep, so I just started working besides breakfast, lunch, and dinner and worked until 9, 9.30 p.m. And because of that, I was like, I don't have any time. The easiest thing to free up like an hour or two every day is to just stop masturbating. So... <laughs> I said to myself, I am going to stop doing that and I will only do it on Fridays. We get to Thursday and I I was like, the only thing I have to do today is watch all of this stuff that I need to watch. And I don't know why, but the shape of Boo Boo, I was like, holy shit, man, I'm getting horned up for Boo Boo. What the hell? You saw those curves. Yeah, just... Ursine curves. Just a short, <laughs> dumpy figure? Hell yeah. And you were like, I gotta. <laughs> I think the problem, it's like boo-boo's like, it's like when someone's really hungry and you fantasize that they're turning into a chicken leg mm-hmm. or something. I think you just need to masturbate more than once a week. <laughs> well, once, one day a week. <laughs> one day. Because, like, by the time Nicole woke up on Friday, I had already, it was like three times already. <laughs> to the point where, the, like, it hurt the first time. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Don't do this, James. It felt like when I got a vasectomy and the first time I ejaculated after the vasectomy, which I had done, like, it, like clearly it wasn't fully healed, but I was like, I can't wait any longer. Jesus Christ, James. I think you might, I think you might overthink this. Yeah. And probably just need to chill out and, and let the soft animal of your body do what it loves. I think that's like a Joan Didion quote or something. I don't know who I am, but you know, what? Why are you so beholden to these schedules? Calm down. No. Chill, relax. 
relax. Let your bring peace into your life. Then all of a sudden you're like, hey, James, where's that edit of Stella got her groove back? Have I ever said that? Have I has uh, anyone you never ever? Exactly. Yes, because I get this stuff done and I say, yep, you're going to stop masturbating. But I literally, I give you a date. Listen, listeners, I give James a date that he needs something by and it's like two weeks out and he's like, I'll have it for you tomorrow. Because it needs to get done. I can't have work pile up. I slightly had things pile up with hit it and crit it. And I'm like, oh, well, I have this hour and 40 minute recording I need to edit. Do I edit it down to an hour 18? Because that's just how uh, once you start getting into battle, it takes everyone a minute to figure out what a dice roll plus four equals up to. That's yes, true. that's tough. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I tried recording a D&D podcast and then just no one ever wanted to edit it. So I never saw the light of day. Send it my way. Oh, boy. Nope. It's not going to happen. Why? Uh, former co-hosts of yours on there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, should we get into it? Oh, yes. I, I came up with um, some ideas for... The villain. Because that's yeah. really all we need. And then we can plug in everything because it's all yeah. related to what the villain is trying to do. Right. So I was thinking about stuff that that bothers me or stuff, you know, trying to be like in the in the popular culture. So for me, I'm like people are in, inconsiderate. I don't like so we could have inspector inconsiderate. OK. Or we've got. The flaky pharaoh. This is a pharaoh who makes plans and does not show up to them. All right. Miss CrossFit. Okay. No, get that out of here. That you being <laughs> judgmental about a somewhat cult, but come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, listen. Okay, then Sandra Scientologist or just L. <laughs> yeah, Ron works. Hubbard. Well, you can make it a little more general than that. <laughs> Reply guy. Oh, what's that? You know. A reply guy. Like someone who always replies to you or doesn't? It's a, the reply guy is, a you know, usually on Twitter, a lot of, you know, women have reply guys who anytime mm. they tweet something, they will reply with inaccurate information or some kind of attack or judgment. Or punching up a joke. Some reply guys are nice, but... You know, a lot of reply guys have a repu yeah, reputation for being well actually kind of people. Mm -hmm. And then the dawn of defensiveness, because I think when people get really defensive, it's it can be it just makes situations worse, you know? Okay. I I have one. Let's hear it. Cause it's it's like I had a few not great ones. I think you're gonna have one perfect idea. One thing that is also very much, and I'm glad it is finally getting into the zeitgeist, and it took, generally fan bases are very annoying, but when they start being annoying towards the government, hell yeah. And I'm talking about the Swifties and scalpers. <laughs> Scotty Scalper, he's a ticket scalper, and maybe he scalps other things, so... I worked for about four years for technically a ticket scalping company that upon applying, they're like, oh, we secure VIP experiences for this and that. And I was fresh. I was in Chicago. I needed a job. So I took a job there and it took a, a year or two to realize like, oh, this is all immoral. It is just 
aiding legal scalping, which means ticket brokers is what they'll call themselves. They buy up all of the tickets and then list them for marked up prices on websites like Vivid Seats, which is what I worked for, or many of their affiliate companies like Online City Tickets, Ticket Center, <laughs> etc. Anything that makes you feel like, oh, is this the venue? Guess what? It's not. They're just trying to make it look like it because, you know, they're shifty. So things like that, SeatGeek, StubHub, yeah, that's the other one. They all suck mm -hmm. to various degrees. And Ticketmaster specifically sucks the hardest because they actively allow this to happen. They also now allow it to happen on their own websites. So I quit because I'm like, wow, th this is <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it, it truly trying to convince my other coworkers like, no, this is all shady. This sucks. And people would be like, no, it, it's fine. It's I could see it as them also in my situation, but even worse, because all of them had college loans, student loans. So they're like, well, I need this job because it pays decent. Trying to convince them and then trying to convince a family member just saying like, oh, yeah, this is why I want to quit. This is the shitty stuff. Them. This family member, I will not say who it is, trying to defend this as free market capitalism. I'm like, you know, <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, like, I could just directly quote this relative to be Scotty Skelper. It just it's there. It's good. Fantastic. This is a great idea, James. I'm glad you came in with this. You know, the first podcast I ever had, I, I don't need to mention it. No one needs to listen to it. But it was about doing stand-up and being new to stand-up. And the, my co-host, literally the way he made money was buying and reselling tickets and like streetwear and stuff like that. Oh, man. <laughs> and then it but it still took me a few, you know, podcast recordings to figure out that this was not a person I really wanted to hang out with. Like if you're going for specific like rich people items, go for it. Those people are going to spend that money regardless. Those are things that I think are fine to if you're not spending money on it to specifically deplete the marketplace of retail and do resale that is fine regardless but when it comes to like scalpers they just buy up everything same thing goes for people reselling playstation fives anything that has yeah. low supply and you buy up as much as possible that you can yeah. for the exclusive idea to market up to sell even with old collectible stuff that nicole will be like hey i put up the amanda show we had season three of the amanda show and it sold and i was like oh how much did you put that up for i would have put it up for i don't know like 60 bucks and she's like higher and i go oh like what 80 dollars higher and i go it could 120 higher. I was like, Nicole, how much did you put this up for? And she says, someone bought it for 180. So holy crap. Those are situations. Nicole does. She just lists what other things have sold for. But I always like pricing things to just sell and for people to be like, hey, I really want this item. Oh, my God. It's $20 cheaper than anywhere else. Something must be wrong. Nothing's wrong with it. Why so? Oh, I just want it out of the inventory. So I... Truly despise scalpers. 
I'm glad I worked at Vivid Seats to know that places like that suck and how crazy it is that they're legal. And I hope, you know, Swifties start coming over and listening to our show because we support them in this trying time. So we're going to have Yogi's gang on their way to a Taylor Swift concert? Well, (laughs) maybe, but there are many (laughs) bands within the Hanna-Barbera genre or field. You have Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. You have the Banana Splits. No, no, yeah, the Banana Splits. I always get Banana Splits and Bananas and Pajamas mixed up. And then you have, <laughs> like, the Hex Girls from Scooby-Doo and the Witch one. Yeah. Was Jabber Jabberjaw was in a band? I think Jabberjaw was in a band. I will pull that up right now. <laughs> For some reason, I remember a shark in a band. He for sure was. vivid in my, in my brain. The Neptunes. The Neptunes. Let's go. That sounds good. We could use one of those. I'd say the one I'm most familiar with, I was really little when I watched Jabberjaw, so the one I'm most familiar with would be Josie and the Pussycats from watching that movie that came out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good because the movie, I believe, is an anti-capitalist movie. It is. Okay. It is. It's pretty fantastic, actually. So they're on their way to a Josie and the Pussycats concert or they're trying to get in mm-hmm. they're trying to get into the Josie and the Pussycats concert and that's where they meet Scotty Scalper and Scotty Scalper like recruits them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to start selling t- he's like oh you would be helping out you know the concert by selling these tickets I think the best thing for to like be like well why would they go without tickets maybe they thought they were on the list and then Josie and the Pussycats are like hey we're so sorry Yogi we were only allowed x amount of tickets yeah yeah free entries um I forget the name of that plus ones whatever yeah. and we had to like give them to uh, I don't know the all the families of that meep looking alien that they find in the sequel season. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, because because the scalper bought up all the tickets, people couldn't get tickets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so they had to give away the guest list spots. Yeah, then the gang is like, oh, okay, well we'll go find tickets, and they meet. Scotty Scalper and Scotty Scalper is like, hey, you can buy tickets from me. And also, why don't you help me sell these other tickets to like get tickets to everybody? And then like and that's when people are like, what? You're charging me this much for a ticket? Yeah. And since this would be in the 70s, they're like, you're charging me thirty five dollars for a ticket. (laughs) That's uh, that's our dinner for the whole week. Mm -hmm. And then maybe. He's like, oh, and sell these snacks or other things that you can mark up. <laughs> Bootleg T-shirts. There's a, yeah, there's a T-shirt that says Josie and the Pussy Tats yeah. or something. <laughs> Pussy with one S. You figure out where Pussy. that is. Yeah. Or I guess it was exactly. just that it would only be I was thinking pussies and I was like, no, no, no. It's not Josie and the Pussies. <laughs> Josie and the. Well, that's what one of the shirts says, though. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I just realized you're wearing a Hellraiser shirt, and I mentioned Hellraiser earlier, and I wonder, did I get subliminal messaged? You got incepted. Did I get incepted? Whew, been a while since I've been incepted. So I put a room tone in every single podcast that I edit, and that room tone, very low within it, has on loop Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Clive Barker's (laughs) Hellraiser. And that's how I've been able to stay afloat. I get paid about 
uh, $4 per podcast to do that. And you do like 8,000 podcasts? Yeah. Yeah, so... It's pretty lucrative. Get, yeah, it's pretty lucrative. <laughs> when you think about it that way, it's pretty good. That's why there's a link to the Hellraiser Amazon page to just purchase it in every single episode description, and I get a cut of that as well. Right, so if you're looking for Hellraiser on Amazon, if you want to Amazon a copy of Hellraiser, please check out the episode description of any one of James's podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Use his custom link. (laughs) I I think that's all we need, right? Besides, like, how do they end up getting tickets? Maybe they, because there was, I, there was one where they kind of trick the villain into, like, kind of pranking them, or how could we scalp the scalper? Who scalps the scalpers? Would they, like, buy the tickets? Maybe they get extra, maybe Yogi has, like, money hanging around and they buy the all buy up all the scalpers' tickets and then, like, sell them back for regular price and are just out some money. Or they do their own little concert to raise money. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was thinking more so, like, maybe in the beginning, Snagglepuss brings up that he had, like, a specific baseball card and then he mentions it not mentioning that it was like a reprint of that card because this is literally like I think Snagglepuss or Quick Draw has a a fake treasure map and the uh, Mr. Selfish or whatever is yeah. like holy shit I want that treasure map and they're like it's not a real treasure map and he's like no who cares or he's like oh right you're just trying to keep that treasure away from me we could do something like that Snagglepuss is like oh no even I just got this to look at he's pretty hunky even <laughs> Yes, the more we can put Snagglepuss in this episode, the happier I'll be. The less Yogi is better because I would like Nicole to play Yogi. Okay, so I am going to rely on you for a lot of the like character Mm -hmm. stuff of what I I mean. I know Boo Boo is smart. Boo Boo is rational and Boo Boo pays attention. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is just kind of like. They kind of just go along with stuff, but they do have their own little quirks. And you are much more familiar with these characters than I am. So I would say, let's write this down. Can can you type out into a message to me? Because I think these are the characters we should use. Yogi and Boo Boo, of course. Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. Huckleberry Hound, because he plays guitar. I want people who are actively... Yes, musical. Quick Draw McGraw, or wait, no, Quick Draw is not El... Wait, no, Quick Draw is El Cabong, right? Dude, (laughs) I told you you were going to need to know this stuff. (laughs) Hold on, I'm pretty sure those are his alter egos. Hold on. Yes, he is. I could vamp or something. Okay, go ahead. He is, sorry. I I was second guessing myself. Then we also have Squidly Diddly. What? He is the the octopus looking dude who I think is a drummer in something. Oh, yeah, in Jabberjaw. Oh, no, not in Jabberjaw. He's just his own thing. He plays the saxophone, guitar, and bongos all at the same time. A renaissance man. Uh Uh-huh. And then we also want... Well, Magilla Gorilla always peeps in just Mm -hmm. to be like, I gotta eat another banana. (laughs) 
Yeah. And then I do love Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy who will just be like, hey, it's a father-son outing to a concert and that's it. Let's just focus on those characters because there are many more. Okay. I have typed out the list already thinking about casting all of these. So we've got, of course, everyone, the whole gang is there in the arc. They're on the their way to the concert. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how, you know, oh, we're on our way to the concert. Someone's saying that. Someone's talking about how they're on the way to the concert. Mm-hmm. Who would who usually starts these things out? It's usually Yogi saying like, yeah, hey, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. And how the, long and yeah. Yeah, how long until we're rocking out with our rocking out? I don't want to say with our uh, cocks and out. Um, rocking out <laughs> with our coccyx out. And he's shaking his little tail. And uh, to the Josie and the Pussycats. And then Boo Boo says, uh, we're about 200 meters away. So we should tell Megilla to drop anchor. And then, yeah. And Megilla's like. He show, he's like, oh, time to, I'm getting tired. I need another banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just cuts away to him. Maybe, maybe Squidly Diddly is there and is like, I can't wait to hear this great music. And Snagglepuss is like, I can't wait to show them this cool new baseball card I got. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> It's a it's priceless, a treasure even. Well, it's a rule of three. It's priceless. It's a or oh, what's another synonym for it's priceless. It's oh, it's one of a kind. Priceless. So, what was the other word you said? A treasure. <laughs> it's a treasure. It's one of a kind. Priceless even. <laughs> I love how he says. He's so, just obsessed with Snagglepuss. He's so cool. Something he repeats a lot. He repeats a lot is like exit stage whatever, uh-huh. and he'll be like, "You're right, stage right, even." Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> loves it. And then the other thing he says is like, "Heavens to what to like whatever they're talking about." Murgatroy usually. <laughs> I would like if when Boo Boo says we need to drop anchor, can Yogi say something like and drop the beat even or why am I? I'm Snagglepuss (laughs) and drop the beat, Boo Boo. And then it will pan to Squidly Diddly drumming and then it will go into Snagglepuss and him talking. That is a great idea. Because <laughs> Squidly Diddly's got a drum. If there's one thing I uh-huh. know about this character, I definitely am familiar with. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you think of an octopus drumming, it's Squidly Diddly. Okay. I, I mean, I can see him in my mind's eye. Ooh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to wear a corrective lens for that? For the mind's eye? No, actually, my mind's eye has pretty good vision. Actually, you know what? Take that back. I do take a corrective lens for my mind's eye. It is multiple SSRIs. I thought you were going to say that Sweet Mary Jane. It's also that Sweet Mary Jane. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So anyway, cut all that out. (laughs) Then McGill is down there and uh, like maybe over a speaker, they say like, hey, it's time to drop anchor. And then McGill is like, time to drop trow. I'm kidding. He uh, 
maybe drop anchor and he's like oh i won't drop these banana peels so someone might slip on them because then someone might slip on them exactly so that's that little scene and then we see the outside of the ark and like the anchor coming down we Mm -hmm. we always watch the ark land yep 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 and this time of course it's landing in maybe a little park down the street from the venue oh it's parked right outside of the bean because they're in chicago and they're gonna make their way to millennium park where Lollapalooza happens every year. <laughs> okay, perfect. They land outside the bean. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is Laughapalooza, I think, which was a Hanna-Barbera show. Fantastic. That's where they're going. I thought Laughapalooza was a comedy festival. It could be. I might be <laughs> thinking of the Laugh Olympics, which was for sure a Hanna-Barbera show. <laughs> Well, either way, that's where they are. They're on the bean. I got to get over. I got to get to Chicago. I got to touch that bean. It's fine. I saved a child there once, but we don't have time to get into that. (laughs) saved a child. I did. It was lost and it was crying. And I was like, hey, does anyone know? Is this your child? And I started screaming. I was like, hey, are you okay? Hey, did anyone lose a child? And then I did say this out loud. If you did not lose a child, do not claim this child. (laughs) And then that like made enough people looking in my direction that when a startled mom and father came into the bunch, they looked towards me and they were like, there's our child. I think you should have hid the child behind you. And if someone came up to claim the child, you'd be like, okay, describe the child. Ooh. And they'll be like, oh, there's, you know, it's got glitter. I'm thinking of like an iPhone case. <laughs> <laughs> what is a child, but. What is a child? The iPhone case of imagination. Anyway. Okay, yes, let's get back into this. So they then say, let's make our way over to the venue, and then they're there. There's a long line. It's implied there's a long line, but we're only going to see a couple people on screen because, hey, this is Hanna-Barbera. We need to make this quick. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I was checking that thing I said earlier about the soft animal of your body is actually a Mary Oliver quote, and I think I said the wrong name earlier, and it was bothering me. Okay, well... (laughs) Focus R2. I'm so sorry. We're 40. We have we're halfway in. We need another we need need a corrective a corrective mind lens for (laughs) to focus. I said we make our way to the implied long line. We can only see a few people out front because this is Hanna Barbera. We are on a time crunch with every single show that is produced because hey, you need 30 minutes every single week or the bills ain't paid. And we need to pay these bills. That's why we do this podcast. So we see the long line. Maybe we hear people mumbling and complaining like, oh, the tickets were sold out. It's a sold out show. Oh, my gosh. It's sold out. And then Yogi says, hey, hey, I'm glad that we have an in for this jam in. And then I'm bad at rhymes today. I, I'm I'm glad we have a man on the inside for this <laughs> rock and roll time. And that he generally doesn't do slant rhymes, but hey, I'm fine with it. And then they go to the front and they ask, hey, 
how many people do we have? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, uh, nine under uh, Mr. Bear. And then the guy says, Mr. Bear. Nope, not seeing anyone here by the name of Mr. Bear. And then Yogi says, hmm, maybe try boo-boo. And then like <laughs> boo-boo, boo-boo. Nope, nothing for boo-boo. And then Squidly Diddly says, oh, well, what about? And the guy says, I'm going to cut you off right there. <laughs> I have literally no one else on here. And they're like, shoot. They go to a payphone and they're calling, they're ringing Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. They're on the phone and then they probably have a manager character. I'm not super well versed in Josie and the Pussycats, only a little versed. So they call, someone answers to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. We only had a couple plus ones and- In order to be on the good side of the country, we had to, of course, give it to current United States president, Mr. (laughs) Richard Nixon. Oh, no. Okay. So this does, we are placing this in the Nixon era. Yeah, 1973. Fantastic. So I think, I let me suggest here something that might, for me, I feel like if they called and Josie answered. Mm Mm-hmm. The phone and was like, Yogi, I'm so sorry. We ran out of VIP spots. There were so many few, so fewer tickets available than we thought. And we had to give the ticket, you know, the VIP spots to the current United States president, Richard Nixon. And his lovely dog, whatever its name is. I'll find that. And the tickets were all sold out, but no one's inside so far. And, you know, they're they, they're like, oh, but there's a whole line of people who need tickets. Wait, can you, uh, besides the president, so like we see him <laughs> sitting in just a <laughs> yes. sea of empty seats. It's just Richard Nixon <laughs> and his family. <laughs> and Secret Service next to him. Or maybe that's his family, Secret Service. So, yeah, maybe they they have that little phone conversation where you find out, okay, there's this whole line of people who don't have tickets, but all the tickets are sold out. And Boo Boo's like, that's odd. Why, you know, why would they be sold out if no one here has tickets? You know, it doesn't make sense because Boo Boo's the smart one. And so that's when they're like, let's go talk to people in line to figure out what's going on. Yeah, and I think before they even get to one person, they should hear someone saying like, ticket, hey, you need some tickets. Now, what is what do we think the Scotty Scalper looks like? Like, what's his deal? Does he have like a trench coat? Is he pulling a bunch of tickets and like fake bootleg Josie and the pussies t-shirts and stuff just out of the pockets? I don't want to be pointed with this, but I I, should just be. It looks like me, but age 25 years with a mustache and short (laughs) hair. Okay, so you want to play Scotty Scalper. (laughs) No, I'm saying the relative of which this will be based on. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Yeah, let's do that. With a trench coat, though. With a trench coat. The slight suggestion that there's a smaller, that it's actually two people, two smaller people on top of each other. I wouldn't mind that at all. (laughs) Yeah, so we've got Scotty Scalper. We hear him, you know, off camera (laughs) being like, get your tickets. I got tickets here. And so they hear one of the characters is like, oh, that person has tickets. Maybe Boo Boo. Like, oh, Mm. because Boo or Yogi, because Yogi is so 
maybe they split up because like a lot of times the gang like kind of splits up. Oh yeah, Someone yeah, goes yeah. Off. So they split up. So in that way, like Boo Boo's with some people and Yogi. Well, I guess Yogi and Boo Boo all the, always stay together, don't they? Yeah. I do want to say Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. Doggy Daddy's like, oh, I'm go. Actually, I would like to play Doggy Daddy. I'm go. Oh, and maybe Nicole will be Augie Doggy. <laughs> he says, I'm treating this son of mine to an Al's beef. <laughs> it was that. That's a Chicago thing. Yeah, I think so. I've never had. I've been a vegetarian the entire time I've been here. <laughs> So I was thinking um, it makes sense for Yogi to be caught up in the ticket scalpers plan. Yeah. But Boo Boo's usually a little smarter, so it doesn't make sense for him to get caught up in it. But it does. So maybe Yogi and Boo Boo just start talking to people and the others who are also like, you know, just kind, but kind of dumb. Yeah. (laughs) They go talk to Scotty Scalper. Because they're like, oh, this guy's got tickets over here. Let's let's try that out, you know. Yeah, Snagglepuss says, tickets, entry stubs, admittance even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, I was thinking of something like that, but I'm glad you came up with three. <laughs> three for that. Um, and he's like, exit stage this way. <laughs> Exit stage Michigan Avenue. That's <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> and he goes off that way, and then they meet Scotty Scalper, and they're like, we're trying to get tickets for this concert. And Scotty Scalper's like, you've come to the right place. I've got tickets. I've got merchandise. I even have a lock of Josie's hair. <laughs> he, I'm scalping yeah. scalps. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, wow, how did you get all the tickets? I thought they were sold out. And then he's like, you know, I bought the tickets and then I sell them to all these wonderful people so they can all have tickets to the concert. But like, why is no one buying them? (laughs) And one should say, let's say like Huckleberry Hound says, well, I ain't that scalping. And then he turns it as like, oh, no, scalping. That's for criminals. What I do is American through and through. It's the free market. <laughs> and so they're like, wow, I like to be free. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so easily convinced. Like Quick Draw says, well, my my granddaddy used to shoot Nazis and that ain't free. So anything Americans for me. That's perfect. What will the scalper have them do? Because obviously they need to buy tickets. They're like, we want to buy tickets, but wow, we don't have that kind of money. And then maybe that's when he's like, well, why don't you sell some of these tickets for me? And he might start them out as like with the nosebleeds because he's like, well, if these, they're not going to run off with these nosebleeds. But if they do, hey, I spent $2 on them. Yeah, and maybe he's like, you guys seem trustworthy. He says something about them seeming, like, nice and trustworthy. Because I'm sure Scotty Scalper's whole thing is he thinks he's in the right. He's Mm going to take advantage of these nice, trustworthy people who are the opposite of him. And opposite of people. They're animals. (laughs) And animals, yes. Well, they're people. Some some animals are people, James. You know this. No, no, no. But some (laughs) people are animals, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a movie about a whole house of them. (laughs) 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 So anyway, they have... 
let's see, maybe like Quick Draw and Squidly Diddly are teamed up and then like Huckleberry Hound and Snagglepuss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we see them talking to different people and selling the tickets and they start to feel kind of bad about it. And then they're selling, but they, well, so we see them sell the first round of tickets, right? And then they have to report back to Scotty Scalper. But how does that scene go where they're like actually selling the tickets to somebody? I think we should also like have some T-shirts thrown in there because we want like a rule of threes type thing of like, hey, y'all, can I, this is Huckleberry Hound, you know by the voice, of course you Mm -hmm. do, Shelby. Hey, y'all, can I, (laughs) you looking for tickets? Yeah, blue dog. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Well, I got you some. We got Rose Z through Double Z. Oh, 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 those those are a little far back. How much? Well, it ranges from $30 to $40. And they're like, <laughs> for, oh, the Zs are, double Z is $30? Oh, no, double Zs the 40 What? What's this price model, sir? <laughs> hey, I don't set the prices. I just sell them because holy shit, did Vivid Seats have you say that a lot if you're a salesperson? Oh, it's, wow, that sucks. Or the, this is truly things they would have us say. When someone would ask, well, how are you setting the prices? Well, the marketplace dictates the price based on popularity of the event and the desirability of the seats themselves and the artists themselves, not to mention the tour they're on and that Josie and the Pussycats. Boy, oh boy, are they in demand. They're also my (laughs) personal friends. What? Wait, you're selling them? So then it's like, oh, is this a bad PR move? Maybe that's when they realize, like, later on, Josie or someone from the band comes out and they're like, hey, what are you doing? We're getting calls that friends of ours are (laughs) scalping tickets. And they're like, wait, I thought that was good. No, Huck, that's so bad. Oh, my God. Here's how I think we can make it seem like a good thing to them is they go to like someone with a kid Mm. and the kid is like, I want the ticket. ticket." And they're like, well, we've got tickets for you. We can sell them. And the, the parent is like pushing back, like, wow, that's really expensive. But the kid is like, we gotta get them. And then they sell the, finally they buy the tickets from our, our boys. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the kid is so happy. They're like, thank you. You just made my day. You made my life. You you improved things for me so much or whatever. And um, the parent is like, well, at least the kids, you know, I'm happy if the kid's happy. And so that's why they're like, oh, we did a good thing here. So when they go back to Scotty Scalper, he can manipulate them even further because they think they did something good. That was a big thing selling these tickets was, hey, I just want to make my kid happy. If that's how much I have to pay, I got to pay it. Exactly. I would also like to say maybe the kid after being happy is like, I'm hungry. I'd really like a lollipop. And then, you know, if it was Huckleberry and Snagglepuss, mm-hmm. Snagglepuss says, oh, we're selling candy, suckers, lollipops even. And they're like, oh, how much <laughs> for one of those? And then Snagglepuss says, mm, only $10 a pop. And then because there's a laugh track on the show, I will not be putting in a laugh track no, this time. No, no. <laughs> It was a disaster last time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the parent just like looks at the camera and goes, 
oh boy. And then (laughs) big laugh track. And then it's them going back. And maybe we don't see Squidly and Quickdraw what they were up to. They all convene at the same time to say like, hey, we sold some tickets for you. Yes. And so then Scotty Scalper (laughs) is like, he has to corrupt them in another. So maybe he starts doing more expensive and he's and they're like, you know, there's still such a long, long line of people. Can we sell more? Or whatever, and maybe, oh, you know what? You know what? I think once they talk to, like, Yogi and Boo Boo, I think they would just start giving the tickets to people because they're so nice. Like, they would just give it away, and now maybe Scotty Scalper is super mad that they don't have the money, and that's how they get them to, like, buy the baseball card or whatever. I think we still need one more of them successfully selling. So he'll say, like, oh, take these shirts And say if you buy a ticket, you'll get the shirt half off because that's incentive to purchase now and let everyone know, because this was another thing you would find at Vivid Seats. They'd say if you called in to purchase tickets, you would have to be like, well, you know, the prices are this right now, but they might shoot up before. So you might want to purchase to lock in this price now. Right. It's like, you know, if you waited, if you wait till the time of the show, it might be even more expensive, which is generally never the case. Wait until the minute of the show and chances are you'll get them much, much cheaper. And uh, unfortunately, more likelihood that they won't work. So I maybe Yogi and Boo Boo decided to get in line like they're actually (laughs) waiting in line. Because they're like, we'll wait in, wait in line. You guys go see what's going on up there. Because maybe it's like the line for like the wait list tickets mm-hmm. or something. I would like visual bits in the background. One, mm-hmm. just like when, when everything else is going on, I would love Megilla to kind of be playing out King Kong of like on the Sears Tower, like punching at planes with a big banana in his hand. And then... Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy just progressively getting more and more Chicago touristy of like, oh, we have a bag of that one kind of popcorn. I don't know what it is. We'll figure out in post. Then a big old hot dog. Then they're wearing the like Chicago flag shirt. So they're just becoming more and more Chicago-y while everything else is unfolding in the foreground. Okay, so we just see them sometimes in the back. Like, we're not, like, cutting to them. They're just around. Mm -hmm. Like that episode of Community where Abed was delivering a baby in the background. (laughs) Right. Sounds good. Okay. I will write that in there. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone listening to this podcast will know that it's there, even if we don't hear it. Yeah. Well, it'll be in stage direction. Exactly. Just sprinkle it in wherever you want. Yeah, you got it. So that's what's happening. They sell the shirts half off. They successfully sell them. But again, like people are becoming more and more miserable. Mm -hmm. Like everyone who's getting in. So maybe Yogi calls Josie again and is like, Josie is like, okay, there are more people in here now, but they're all really sad. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's when like everyone meets up together and they're like, oh, we've been helping this guy get tickets. It's only this much or whatever. And they're like that. And Boo Boo's like, that's pretty pricey for the thing. I, I think that guy is scalping tickets. He bought the tickets 
at the regular price and now is reselling them for much more to the detriment of actual fans who wanted to go see this show. Yeah. Like, Boo Boo has a nice little speech about <laughs> why scalping is bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because at some point, Scott, um, Scotty Scalper is telling them, like, oh, this is helping. This is getting more people into the concerts, getting people the tickets they want. Don't you want to save the concert? Because you know how manipulative people are. They're mm-hmm. like, well, don't you want to save the concert? If you mm-hmm. don't do this, you're you're going to be destroying the concert, basically. You have a chance to save the concert. I've been manipulated a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not knowing that Josie and the Pussycats, uh, hey, they can say we did a private event for the president president. and got paid the full like admission fee because this scalper bought all the tickets. But they feel bad for their fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when Yogi and Boo are like, oh, we think we know why everyone's sad. It's the Scotty Scalper guy. And at that point, that's when they talk. They're like, we need a way to get all of this guy's tickets to be able to give them to the people who need them. And uh, Snagglepuss is like, hmm, we could make a deal, a trade, a barter even. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, that's when he goes and is like, oh, this baseball card is worth 10 Josie and the F- Pussycats concerts or whatever. But I think he should frame it as, to me, it's worth. So he's never right. technically lying. Yes. Um, I'd value at it at at least 10 Josie and the Pussycats concerts, but I'll give you it to you for the cost of, for just the rest of the tickets to just one. And Scotty Scalper is like, oh, I could resell this for a fortune. I'll be rich. I'll be... The richest man alive. (laughs) (laughs) And he takes it, and then they all go into the concert. It's good. And they're like, hey, Snagglefuss, that was really brave of you. Or, like, that was really altruistic of you. And he's like, yeah, the card meant a lot to me. I made it myself (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) Like, he's, you know, talking about how it's not actually a... It is one of a kind. And rare, but he made it himself. It's not actually worth money. Uh, yeah, I made this Tom Seaver rookie card. Even <laughs> I just pulled. You, I just pulled. You up just looked it up. Best baseball players, nineteen seventy-two. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so let's get some dialogue for like when that part where they all meet back up because they're still in line and everyone else is selling the tickets and Yogi is like. Apparently, everyone's really sad. Hey, hey, gang. What's the th- what's <laughs> the thing? Yeah, guys. This is Boo Boo now. Hey, guys. It seems people are getting let in, but Josie says everyone's real sad. And then Huckleberry Hound says, well, I know something about that. We've been selling these tickets from Scotty over there. And they say, who's who's Scotty? Oh, Scotty with the coat. Uh, what a wonderful bloke, even. I don't know why he said even. <laughs> and then Quick Draw says, yeah, that, that guy. I don't know. Quick Draw does not sound like uh, a Southern man. Uh, goes, yeah, that guy loves the arts. He's practically given tickets away at a marked up price, that is. <laughs> 
And then, yeah, that's when Boo Boo has his little speech. Do you have anything you would like? Because I feel like you're very passionate about this and you gave us quotes from the other side of the argument. So I would like to hear you. I want to use some of your words for for Boo Boo being like, no, scalping is bad. Okay. Scalping, you said. <laughs> you could say it as James. Oh, no, but <laughs> I like, get in I character. I want to know what you actually think. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Guys, scalping is terrible. It does not promote the arts. It does not help concerts themselves because what will start happening is these tickets will become more and more inflated. And the only person that for the now that gets affected are the consumers. Nicole brought it up. Great. Free market works best when it is focused on the consumer. However, eventually the consumer is going to be marketed out and the only people who can pay are the extremely rich. And when that happens, only a few people will be in an attendance. And then all of a sudden the scalpers realize, oh, these tickets aren't going to sell. So instead of dropping the prices, they're just going to stop buying for those specific people. There will be a bubble that is about to burst within the ticket pricing if something isn't going to happen. And what's what's truly going to affect this are artists who are selling out stadiums. And maybe this is for the better. Stadium events are just going to phase out altogether. And that would be great. Like, no one should be wanting to perform a concert in a stadium. Stadiums are set up not for acoustics, for a goddamn football game. So <laughs> just for real... Stop scalping. Stop supporting scalpers. And also, to be honest, stop supporting any venues that use Ticketmaster exclusively. I think if you read up about the monopoly that Ticketmaster has, it's really fucked up. It's insane that it happened with them in Live Nation. It is Live Nation. We owned the venues. Then, hey, let's merge with Ticketmaster. So all of a sudden, the ticketing company and the venues themselves are one in the same. So it's only the smaller people who are able to get away from the whole ticket masters, which is great. Hey, support your local or your up and coming artists at these mm -hmm. smaller venues that aren't using Ticketmaster or any other company that is like owned or operated by Ticketmaster. Definitely live in that community support life at this stage mm -hmm. in my life as well. I have a lot to say. I, it's going to make a cute little speech for Boo Boo when I type out the episode. Thank you for that, James. Oh, I'll, can you also say, oh, I got a little fluster. I need to straighten up my bow tie. <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you. And then, you know, Huckleberry Hound is like, oh, you know, I didn't think of it like that, Boo Boo, but you got a, you got a good idea there. We got to find a way to get these tickets back in the hands of the people who deserve them or whatever. And that's when we cut to like Snagglepuss doing his thing because Snagglepuss is off doing hot girl shit. Snagglepuss will go off on his own, not tell anyone and go solve the problem. Mm -hmm. That's what he did in the Greedy Genie episode. They were like, <laughs> wow, this is all fixed. I wonder what happened. And then it's like, oh, it was Snagglepuss. <laughs> He did it all off screen. So then everyone gets to go to the concert. They have a fun time dancing to Josie and the Pussycats. Can we say Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy are wheelchaired in because they have eaten the heaviest foods and way too much that Chicago <laughs> has to offer? 
Yeah, they're like, <laughs> and Doggy Daddy is like, Oggy Doggy was still so hungry, he tried to eat the bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a Jellystone-esque joke, the HBO Max. <laughs> if you like jokes like that, watch Jellystone. It's fantastic. And I think, in like, we get a Josie and the Pussycat song, and then they say, hey, let's invite up our two special guests, Yogi Bear and President Nixon. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then President Nixon in like uses his time to say, I'd like to give a presidential pardon to Megillah the gorilla for what we thought was him trying to topple the Sears Tower, but he was <laughs> trying to destroy these aliens that wished to infect the world's bananas. So McGilla Gorilla had his own thing off screen yep. where he was just like attacking aliens who were infecting the banana crop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And then Yogi turns to the camera. <laughs> Yogi turns <laughs> to the camera and is like, you know, maybe just like a reiteration, a short reiteration of like, you know, when you want to buy tickets, Use, you know, don't use the big monopoly things and support your friends in smaller venues. And, you know. And then at that moment, instead of him saying support your friends, I think Josie should say that. And then she okay. invites up Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw <laughs> McGraw and Squidly Diddly to like join them playing extra guitar and percussion. Yeah. And then it and then it ends. It fades out on that, and then and then it's the ending theme, <laughs> which is just the theme shortened it's up a little. Theme. I mean, I wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> in my podcast. <laughs> yeah, the end. We did it. Hell yeah! Is there Hell any yeah. is there any additional dialogue we want to fill in? Well, any what jokes. Is- Squidly Diddly has like one line. Does Squidly Diddly talk that much? You yeah, know, sort like what's of. his deal? I guess I'll, uh, maybe I'll look up a little video or something. Or maybe we could get like Squidly Diddly and Quick Draw trying to sell the T-shirts. We could include some of that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Because we didn't really talk out that. I would love this. Quick Draw is saying like, "Hey, take it from me." I'm a rock and roll guitarist and for sure <laughs> not the vigilante El Cabong. I respect okay. instruments. And you want to know who else <laughs> respects instruments? Josie and the Pussycats. You got to see this. It's the greatest show ever. And if you act now, I'll throw in for 75. You want to know what? Half off this Josie and the Pussycats t-shirt. Then he points to Squidly Diddly, and because Squidly has so many arms, it just is not, like, it's completely all janky Well, he's, like, Squidly p- tried to put it on. <laughs> he, he tried to put one on. Yeah. It's just on his head. <laughs> and then the parent says, I guess, or, or I guess it would just be like, uh, let's make them, like, a stoner. They're like, oh, man. Is that an octopus trying to wear a shirt? And <laughs> I must be a little too. And then looks into the camera and says, dehydrated and exhausted from being out in this sun, wank. <laughs> because that Josie shirt just says Josie and the pussies. And then Squidly says, well, the typo is why we were going to do 25% off. <laughs> but... 
it currently being covered in octopus ink. It, that it was originally a white shirt. <laughs> That's why it's fifty percent off. I also love the idea of Huckleberry Hound seeing Squidly Diddly put the shirt on and be like, "Well, there, Squidly Diddly, you're gonna need a few more holes." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It looks like you're going to need a few more holes in that shirt. I love how Huckleberry Hound just has like the oldest man voice. Like he sounds just like an old country man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's no one has that accent anymore. It's only old people. Yeah. He says, oh, my darling. Oh, my (laughs) darling Clementine. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate you introducing me to Yogi's gang. And maybe I'll check out Jellystone. Any idea what we want to do next? I don't know. We'll find out when we do the table read. Oh, okay. Cool. Are we, did, did this feel like we did we finish the episode? I think we did. All yeah. right. Yeah, we we hit all the beats in in post. Uh give me editorship. So if if there's anything I want to add in when after you write things, I want to do soon, that. <laughs> I got I got a schedule working. As soon as you send me the file for this, I'm making my, I'm scheduling my writing appointments. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it'll be good. I'm not going to wait till the last minute this time. (laughs) Me every time. (laughs) I'm just, ah, man, I I just, because I love Yogi Bear so much, I just want to make sure like this feels like, it feels like, also this show does, nothing really happens in these shows. So (laughs) that's why I'm also a little nervous. We got the funny Richard, Richard Nixon stuff. Mm -hmm. We've got gags. Them, you know, Augie Doggy Doggy Daddy eating stuff. McGilla kind of saving the world. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I'm I'm confident with this episode. Yay! I, and you know what? I bet when we listen back to it and then write the script, we're gonna love it even more. And if anything, people will be like, "You want to know what? Yeah, they made a pretty good episode." But wow, I learned a lot about Hanna Barbera in the process. Exactly, and that's what we're really here for—to mm-hmm. teach folks about Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to hear more from me, you can check out my other podcast, The Rom Complex. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Rom Complex. And you can follow me, Shelby, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash r2shelby2. Oh, hey guys, listen to my music under Marsh, Land, Monster, More, Dragon Boy Suede, MLM, coming out to ya. And Shelby heard a sneak peek of one that the beat's done, and some scratch vocals are in there, and you were very much enjoying it. It's so good, I was dancing my little booty off. I think it's the best one we will have done so far, at least beat (laughs) and production wise. Yeah, this is one of my favorite all-time beats yes. that I've yeah that I've heard. <laughs> and then, hey, listen to my other podcast. Head over to MLMPod.com to find out information about them, like Mostly Speak and Sentai, The Height of Horror, Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, and Hit It in Credit. But is the best way to support this show? Oh, my God. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday in this month, just like last March, when Lil Corey and I did This Existed for every single Friday episode. We're doing it again, but we're not just going to do three ninjas over again even though boy oh boy would I love to do that Nicole would hate that to be on in her household again though (laughs) 
We are doing diving in finally to Troma Entertainment, where I picked the four best introductory, at least in my eyes, trauma movies for Lil Core. We have Class of Nukem High, Father's Day, Monster in the Closet, and Beware, Children at Play. Those are what we're doing throughout this entire month. And the straight to Patreon will be Nicole's only interest in trauma, which is The Evolved Part 1, a baffling movie that I'm like, why would anyone like? And specifically, Nicole, why do you like? Her trash interests are like... It needs to be way just the trashiest trash. And then she's like, that's what I enjoy. <laughs> nice. Good job, Nicole. Uh-huh. And if you're a $10 patron, you get ex- you get not just that straight to patron, but you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those starting with, yeah, she's been bumped up. Alex Z the Waz because she upped her uh, patron donations. What? Then we have Steve F. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z. Oh, wait, no. You want to know what? Yeah, again, Alex Z, the Waz. Orion, <laughs> he's a rapper. Defo, D hyphen F O. Kayla, aka Two Grapes. Jordan B, the Chaos Witch. My Bickle brother in common law, Joshua. Jake is. Steve Barnes of Sweet Child of Time. And oh my God, uh, Pets of the Week, I think is the name of that. Shelby's going to be guessing on that soon. <gasps> yes, I am. <laughs> I hope I got the name of that podcast right. A week's, the Week in Pets, maybe? I don't remember. (laughs) Let me check my messages. Go follow (laughs) Intro Void and you'll figure it out. Then my mother, Lil Corey's BFF and roommate Shane, that fed and from a previous episode of this, but also over at twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's Corwin. I've been James. And I've been Shelby. And this has been Formulaic. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media and OK Owl production. Produced by me, James McCollum. And me, Shelby Sweeterman. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com or OKOwl.com. And for the best way to support this podcast, please visit Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single week. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, yeah.